Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I own it. I did that. Not proud, but that was me. And when I face it, I take back a little dignity. Not looking for excuses. I just want to be free from power. Weakness head on. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Bubble Hour, where real people tell real stories of addiction and recovery. I'm your host, Jean McCarthy. I write the blog Unpickled. And as you probably know, I recently released a book called The Unpickled Holiday Survival Guide. And as I'm posting this, it's Christmas Eve, which for a lot of you, I think is probably a pretty peaceful, happy time. Uh, I'm hoping you're spending time with your family or just having a nice time to yourself. But for some people, this isn't so happy. This can be a difficult day. And I thought that this was a perfect time to post something I've been working on. I was recently on a retreat in Mexico, and I had the opportunity to interview a dozen or so amazing women. And you're going to hear from them today. So what I asked them is, what would you do if I called you and I was feeling triggered? If I was having a rough day and I called you for help? How would you talk me through that? And what you're going to hear is the answers that these amazing women offered, how they would talk me or you through a rough patch. So save this if you don't need it today. Save it for later. Save it for the next party you're at. Or maybe save it for a down day. Or maybe you could just listen to it for yourself and know what you could say to someone who calls you to ask for help. That's what this episode is all about. And as I said, I recorded it in Mexico, so you'll notice that I don't have my usual quality of um, recording, which is marginal at best anyway, Um, but you'll hear a little bit of background noise, a little bit of echoing, but you'll also hear some pretty amazing messages from some pretty amazing women. So without any further ado, I introduce you to the women who are on the line for you when you need them. My name's Amy, and I have been alcohol-free for three years. If I called you and said, I'm hiding in a bathroom at a party, and and I don't want to go back out there, how would you talk me through that feeling? I I would probably ask you to turn on the water and the sink and maybe run your hands under the water so that you have that sensation, you know, to take you out of your brain and into your body. So running your hands under cold water or warm water, or maybe even washing your hands for a long period of time so that you are coming out of that brain and into the body. And the same thing, if it's a clean bathroom, then maybe, you know, putting your feet on the floor and and just feeling that. And if those aren't doing it for you, I would probably ask you to take five long, slow, deep breaths. And I would take them with you while we were on the phone. Aww. My name is Rachel, and I have been 
alcohol-free for six months. Tell me now, if I called you from the bathroom stall of uh, saying, you know, I need some encouragement, what would you say to talk me down off the top of the toilet and back into reality? Um, I think there's a few different avenues you can do. I hear a lot with playing the tape forward. I like that one. What's what's really going to happen if you have a drink or two? You'll feel better with this hour, this 30 minutes, and really it's in the long run, you probably won't be much happier. When I was taking that class I told you about um, with at the meditation and wellness studio, she would just look at us, the teacher who led it, and she would just look at us right in the face and say like, what do you want to do? And most of the time people would say like, I want to go home or I don't want to be here. Or when they were talking about a scenario, like you said, And so I think that's a constant reminder we have to give ourselves is what do I want to do? Usually the answer isn't drink poison and feel awful the next day. You know, (laughs) it's usually I want to go home. I want to relax. I want to be with my family. And so I've, I like playing the tape forward. And I also just like what, what is it that you want to do that, you know, you're the one in charge. You have to answer to yourself. And another thing she would also say is, well, what's the worst that's going to happen? Say you left the party early. What's the worst that's going to happen? Well, a couple people might be upset with me. Okay, they're upset with you. What's the worst that's going to happen? Well, I mean, they might talk about me in the break room. Okay, what's the worst that's going to happen from that? And so that's another tool that I use sometimes is the thing that seems so important. What's the worst that's going to happen? And it's really actually not that bad. You're probably not going to lose your job if you leave the party early. (laughs) If you get completely drunk and take bad photocopies or something like you see in those 80s movies, you might. Uh, Hi, Jean. My name is Emma, and um, I started my recovery journey about two years ago. Uh, A few false starts during that first year. If I happen to phone you and say, I'm at an event and I'm feeling triggered. How would you talk me through that? It's nice to have a buddy, like at least one person that you can kind of, you know, tap into as well and support you. And then if you need to leave or if it passes, then great. And if not, then, you know, play the tape forward and and, uh, just exit from that scenario. My name's Allison and I've been in recovery for four years from alcohol. What if I called you and said, I'm feeling triggered? I'm at a party and I... I'm not feeling good. Can you give me some support? Well, why, why are you there? I'd say, why are you there? Do you have to stay? And if you don't have to stay, maybe you could just leave. Say, you want, if you really don't feel like being there and you think it, it's a problem, I would just try to leave. And I have done that if we've had to be, if my husband's had a, a business cocktail party, and I would look at him and say, that's it. And he'd say, okay, and, and we would leave. So I would try to get out of the situation because, and I'd play it through what is really the use going to be if I have that drink. Because it's not going to be one drink, you know. It's going to be many more. So I would try to get, if I can't, if I couldn't prevent myself from going to, into the situation, I would try to get myself out of the situation as best I could. Hi, my name is Mary. And uh, as for my recovery, I started on my recovery journey um, in July of 2013. So I am, oh gosh, I guess about six and a half years into recovery now. 
If I visited your house for your family Christmas gathering as a sober guest, what are some things that you would do for me to make me feel welcome and supported at your family event? As a sober guest. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll tell you, I actually, I'm fortunate to actually have several sober guests at my house at Christmas time. They are family and friends that come, friends that I've made along the, my sober, my own sober, sober journey, sorry, that um, come to my home. And I also have several family members that are sober. What I would do, uh, I guess number one is I would... I would suggest to you to please bring your own beverage of choice. I will have many non-alcohol options, but bring what also works for you. If there's something that you like to, you know, that you fancy and indulge in, I would make sure that I have my non-alcoholic beverages, soda, seltzer, Martinelli sparkling cider, things like that. I would let you know that there's a quiet space that you can go to if you need it. I would keep a candle lit in my room, in my guest room. I'm envisioning this as I'm thinking this for, but I would leave a candle lit in the guest room with my aromatherapy oils burning in the background, in the diffuser, maybe some nice light music in the background and meditation music. And I would let you know that there is a space that you can go to if you need some quiet time because it can become very loud and overwhelming in my home and uh, chaotic. So that there's always a quiet place. And of course, I would say, come and get me if you need anything Mm -hmm. because I'm here and I am hosting everyone here, including the sober guests and especially the newly sober guests. So that's what I would do. That's awesome. Last question, just really quick. If I called you from an event and was feeling triggered and said, can you help me? I feel like I might drink. This party is crazy. Um, What are some tips that you would give me to get through those feelings? Mm. Okay. Well, this may take a little thought. What would I do? Let me put myself in my position. Trying to put myself when I went back in 2013 when I called my my own sponsor back then from a party. I would tell you very similar to what I've been saying already. I suppose I would tell you to find a space, a quiet space somewhere, wherever you are, in a home, in a restaurant, step outside. If you if you're somewhere and it's a little cool or chilly, step outside, get some nice cold, brisk, fresh air in your in your body. Take some deep breaths. I would tell you to recite the serenity prayer and I would stay with you on the phone as long as you needed me to and I would also ask that you play the tape forward I would ask you to think about based on whatever your story is your history but think about what it was like the last time you drank why you chose to stop drinking play that tape forward what would happen if you took that first drink at this event that you are at And where would that lead you? And my guess is that you wouldn't want to go back. You wouldn't want to go down that path. I would talk you through it and um, tell you I love you and that that your thoughts, your feelings, your cravings, they're normal, but they're just thoughts and feelings. And you don't need to act upon it. 
That's perfect. Thank you so much. Thank oh, you're you welcome, so Jean. much. Thank you. I'm Kathy, and I have been alcohol-free for 31 years. If someone's listening that's maybe a friend or a family member of someone in recovery, what can they do to support the sober people in their life as guests in their home? Yes, I really support, of course, sober people because I am myself. And I do serve wine and beer, but I don't have any alcohol. And I also, it's not front and center. I set up a table off to the side. And so if people want wine or beer, they can have it. Um, because there are people that, that drink normally. But I also have another, on the other side of the room, a table where I have warm cider and lots of other choices and fun mixes of, um, I live on Cape Cod, so we have great cranberry juice and cranberry, they call it a Cape Codder, and it's cranberry with salsa water. And what I find is the kids like that table the young, when I say kids, they're, they're over <laughs> 21, but they're my, my nieces and nephews, that they're going to that table too, mm-hmm. which is great. And, and I oftentimes have that near the hors d'oeuvres. And so that if there's anybody, because I have a sister that's in recovery and a brother that's in recovery, both of them living alcohol-free lives. And, you know, it's almost like you don't notice it. And, and what has happened is that everybody's been really pretty good about there isn't, I, I don't allow drunkenness in my home, and people know that. Mm-hmm. And so it's not even really an issue. Mm-hmm. People really drink respectfully. So I think people could come to my home and feel very comfortable if they were in recovery. If I called you from the bathroom stall at my corporate gala, year-end gala, or maybe from a New Year's party or something, and said, talk me through, I'm freaking out, I'm feeling triggered and uncomfortable. How would you help me get through that moment? What I would say is to remember your priorities. And And I believe my number one priority is recovery. My number two priority is family. And my number three priority is work. And a party is way way away from that. So if, some, if you're being triggered, maybe you need to leave that party. And to also remember that, the, particularly during the holidays, what I, tr- I really tell myself is the best gift that I can give anybody is my recovery. The best gift I can give myself and the best gift that I can give anyone else. And I had somebody call me one time and they were shopping and they were like, oh, God, this Christmas is so stressful and I don't know what to get for Johnny or Jimmy. And, and, and I said, just remember, the fanciest package under the Christmas tree cannot compete with recovery. The best gift under that tree for Jimmy and Johnny is your recovery. And so that's what I, I really say to people. And I, th- that I say it to myself, too, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to really remember that that is the gift that I want to give during the holidays is the gift of my recovery. Because without that, I don't get to be the person I am today. And I also think, what's your intention? What's your intention for the holidays? And my intention is to be loving and kind to all who cross my path. That's what I say to myself. Loving and kind to all who cross my path. And in order to do that, I have to take care of myself. I have to be centered And so if someone called me, I might even do a centering meditation with them. And 
because I think that like what's really important to me, what's really important in this moment, and what's important in that moment, the fact that you're calling, you're telling me that your recovery is really important. So let's take a moment to remember who you are, remember what's important to you, and and make your choices in your life according to what those things are. Thank you so much. I'm Claire, and I've been in recovery for 33 years. It's been a blessing. It's a gift. Um, it's a gift to myself. It's a gift to my family. And it's a gift to my grandchildren. What words and wisdom would you offer me to help me through? I would say, um, first of all, I'd say, Tell me what's going on for you, and then you might, you know, tell me. And then I would uh, send you love, and I'd say take a deep breath, and, you know, maybe count to five when you're breathing in. Hold it, and then release it. Five, and do it a few times, and you'd see that things change. They just change. Your attitude changes, and everything changes. And then I'd listen. You know, listen, you know, tell me, tell me what's going on. Because sometimes we perceive things that we think they're worse than what they really are. And know that you're just perfectly exactly where you're supposed to be. Trust your intuitive self that you are okay and that you, God loves you and that he will guide you. How He's guided you into um, sobriety. He's guy. He'll guide you, and it's the footsteps in the stand, sand. He is carrying you. So just trust your intuitive self that you're going to be okay. And I would just say thank you for calling me. Thank you for reaching out because that's one of the hardest things to do is to ask for help. I spent years um, hiding the secret that I was alcoholic, 16 years, and um, and it was. It really is a power greater than ourselves that gets us sober. And just know that power is going to lead you in the right direction. So asking for help is really vitally important. Knowing that you're okay, God loves you, and that he will walk with you. I'm Christina. I'm in recovery from perfectionism and bulimia and codependency and betrayal trauma. And other things as well. But. How would I help you? I think I would offer you the the compassion and nurturing reflection that I wish to have for myself, or that I wish for other women, particularly, to have for themselves. The gentleness of, you know, I hear you. I would probably listen. I I hear you. I get it. I know. I ask you, like, is it really true? Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, the stories that you're telling yourself, is that really true? You know, I don't know what the stories we tell ourselves. Ah, I can't stand it. I'm going to have to go stuff a piece of cake in my mouth. Or I can't, you know, these people are driving me nuts. Or I'm, I suck because I don't know what to say. You know, maybe just a reminder that you don't have to be perfect. And you're already perfect and lovable and amazing as you are. Right? <laughs> I mean, as as all of us are. Yeah. We're, we're just, we don't have to do anything to make people love us or to to know that we're okay. We're all messy. I don't know, that's one of the things that's been so key for me is this awareness that it's all messy. It's all, and that's the beautiful thing about life. It's like this big, beautiful, messy mess. And so go on out there and 
or sit in here as long as you need to. It's okay to take a break. Mm -hmm. It is overwhelming. So take a break, take a walk outside if you need to. Do what you need to do to take care of yourself. And put your hand over your heart and love up that little girl who's probably feeling scared and not good enough. And remind her. Because that's the biggest thing for me, too, is realizing, oh, I have, not only do I have the little girl, but I have the mama. Mm -hmm. Right? I am my mama now. And so I get to tell her, you are wonderful. You're okay. It's okay. Yep, you got this. And I'm right here for you. And in fact, you can kind of step behind me and I'll take, I'll take care of you, right? The little girl doesn't have to be the one out running the show. Hi, um, I'm Sharon Lee and um, I am a woman in long-term recovery. It was, uh, it'll be 23 years in, on March 18th. What, what if I called you from a bathroom stall at a party and was feeling triggered and shaky and needed some support. How would you talk me through that? <laughs> I get that often. I get calls from visitors in, in the resort on vacation and they <laughs> call me on messenger. So I get this often and I'm like, okay, you're with me. We're connected right now. You've been through some ups and some downs. You've been able to walk through it. You're going to be able to walk through this. And we're just going to take a couple of deep breaths together. And just know that your higher power or your source or whatever it is that you connect with is within you. And you have that within you all the time, that source we can tap into to give us that extra oomph. And it's that intuition. It's like how a mama can lift a car off a baby. Like there's that extra strength. So just know that's within you and tap into that. And just be like, you know what? I'm going to take a couple deep breaths. I'm going to walk back to the table and I'm going to say to my family, you know what? I think I just need to go have a lay down at the room. I'm, my stomach's not feeling good or I'm just, you know, whatever. Just excuse yourself in a way that you're empowering yourself and not causing, you know, you guys are drinking is triggering me because then, then they get all in a flap and then it just creates something more. Just do what you need to do. Take care of yourself. Take a couple deep breaths and maybe just talking about it. Like, how, do you, how are you feeling, Jean? Mm -hmm. What's going on for you? What, what exactly are you feeling triggered with? Mm -hmm. And then they share, and you just kind of, just by sometimes just talking about it, getting out of our head and into our hearts, we can move through it easily. But it, it happens often. And what if some, if, what about if a person can't reach another person to talk to? Do you have like a suggestion of how to talk yourself through that if you don't oh, have another parent? Oh yeah, of yeah. I do. Um, well, with my with my spiritual practice, um, every morning I do like my my invocations, which are invitations. It's like you know we dial onto the internet to to get access to the internet. I dial into my to my guides and my higher self and my my inner self, like my little Sharon Lee and my wise crone Sharon Lee and my sometimes it's a unruly teenager Sharon Lee and and uh, and my angels and my guides like my you know my grandmother my dad who passed over my friend Charlene who recently like they in my in my belief that they look out for me and I just ask them to help me and 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 it can be as easy as looking up at the sun you know, the sun is bigger than me. I can tap into that sun. Don't energy. stare right at the sun, though. No, no, no. But you know what I mean? Like, generally, like the sun, the moon, the, you know, look at nature, look at the trees. Like, 
you know, look at, look at your, you know, if you're in the bathroom stall, look at your fingers, look at your hands. Like this was created by something greater than us. And just ask in that moment for that, please help me. Even if you don't know what you're asking, who you're asking or what you're asking, just say, please help me. Help me through this moment. Take a couple of deep breaths. And, and uh, in my experience, it's something universally magical happens and we get this gift of a reprieve, whether it's for a minute or five minutes or till we can get to the next place where we can feel like we're safe. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's at the table and we're fine again or we've excused ourselves and we've gone to to you know get on a call with somebody we can connect with or you know get into um our spiritual books you know whatever it is like those books that i i I don't know about you but i've been reading many 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 self-help books over the course of my recovery and i always have one or two with me or just you know you can with the our phones nowadays you can access you know Mm -hmm. google spiritually uplifting quotes and just google that and boom you're going to have like a hundred you just read through them and it's going to help you mm-hmm. yeah. that's awesome thank you sharon lee oh thank you jean have a great day kim c and i do identify as an alcoholic and i've been sober since january of 1984 if i were to call you telling you i needed some help moving through discomfort how would you talk me through that i think the first thing i do is make sure that you're safe are you safe where are you at um, I think that's really important because sometimes we're not. We get ourselves into situations when we are we are not. And then I might um, validate and that you have called me rather than picking up the drink. So it's like the moment of insanity of picking up the first drink didn't win because you went into the bathroom and you're calling me. So that's awesome. Um, I would suggest some deep breathing, which is always really helpful in the moment to... Um, become more regulated and um, be uh, in your body. And then um, I, would, I think I would continue talking because the urge will, will flee after a few minutes. And then ask you if you feel like um, you're safe to stay or if you can give your, if it's a situation where you can leave. And if you can leave and feel like you should, then do that. If you feel like you can't because you're with your husband or something, Try to figure out, like, what can you do in the moment to um, stay sober? If that means um, being of service, going ask if you can help, um, that's what I would do. My name is Erica, and I've been sober or alcohol-free for 447 days. I would say just take some deep breaths and close your eyes and think about, firstly... Do you really need to be there? Um, and if you do, then think about where you want, like play it forward in your head. You know, you want to leave the party, you want to leave it sober. What do you have happening tomorrow? What, what is important to you? I feel like a lot of the times when I was in that situation, I was so uncomfortable and I wanted to abandon myself. That's really the challenge. Mm-hmm. So stay with yourself. Stay with that, you know, scared little girl and, and say, it's okay, you know, we'll, we'll make it through. We'll make it through. And think about, you know, what do you have to look forward to? What do you have to look forward to, you know, tomorrow, next week, you know, beyond? And we all know what happens when we choose to drink, you know. We all know that we wish that we didn't. I've never wished 
that I'd stayed, like I have never regretted staying sober. (laughs) (laughs) So I think just being able to, to think forward, the moment will pass. The moments, the moments pass. Um, loneliness and like, that was a big trigger for me. Um, you know, I live alone and I've lived alone for a long time. And I felt a little bit like when I was, when my drinking became a problem, I felt like it was just my big dark secret. And I really felt like, um, when I was struggling to like string days together and, you know, my, my, the witching hour was really tough for me when I'd come home from like a stressful day and I was just wired and fried and, and I needed to relax. And so that, um, time I, I really had to think about why that was hard. Um, what was I trying to escape from? Why did I need, you know, like, what was I really trying to achieve then? And ironically, I thought it was loneliness and there was a bit of that to it, but I was really lonely for myself. I was lonely for my own like companionship and compassion and like being my own best friend because I'd I'd been abandoning myself for years. So I really just wanted myself back. My early sobriety and still to this day, my evenings are filled with keeping my own company and making myself feel nurtured and comfortable because a lot of the time I felt like the world was just, it was, it was too bright. It was too loud and, and it was too overstimulating. And I'd been like diluting that, um, with alcohol for so long. Like that's how I socialized and that's how I pushed myself out into social situations like liquid courage and, you know, liquid confidence. I, I, I pushed myself out into the world and into those parties and, and into that extroversion for a really, really long time. And I used alcohol to do it. And when I didn't have that anymore, I was choosing not to have that anymore. I really got to honor the part of me that needed to be still and quiet and just like peaceful. My name's Leslie. My first sobriety success was through the holiday season. Thanksgiving's huge. I love to have people over and family and I cook up a storm. And so it was really cool for me that I got through Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, and my birthday, you know, big drinking time of year coming up, sober. And I wanted to share how I did it. I just decided. And I love the Latin root of the word decision, desir. It's just like to cut, like you just decide. And I just decided I don't drink. Because what I wanted to share with my friends and listeners out there is that you're going to want to drink. Your drinks will be around you. And all you have to do is decide. It's, It's just a cut you just decide. And then some key tips for when you're super triggered, like sitting down at the meal and seeing pretty wine glasses or whatever it might be, is there's a thing called crave surfing. If anybody's ever been in the ocean and how waves come up and crash. And so everybody's had a craving and cravings can be so intense. Like you could feel like you would just die for a drink. Cravings can be so intense. And guess what? If you breathe deeply, a deep inhale through your nose and a big exhale, like you're blowing out birthday candles through your mouth, that oxygenation of your brain, that craving will subside. I promise you. So A, 
chances are you might want to drink and you might have cravings and you'll definitely get triggered by family, friends, or events. So just know the power of your own breath and think of it like surfing a wave. And, and I promise you, it's a scientific fact that that craving will subside. And if you decide you want to get through the holidays sober, you can do it. And then whatever higher power you want, just give whatever anxiety or craving to drink to that higher power, whatever problems, whatever triggers, whatever resentments, give them to your higher power. For me, it's tossing them into the ocean and then know that being sober feels fantastic. Thanks. Happy holidays, everybody. Well, I hope that this has given you some encouragement, some ideas for how to respond when someone asks you for help and an idea of what you can expect if you reach out for help. Because I think what we hear in these women is kindness, support, and caring. And, you know, I think it's hard to reach out and ask for help because we think we're going to receive judgment or um, advice that feels kind of icky. And a lot of you shoulds, you should do this, you should do that. And instead, you know, what, what we hear is, are you okay? And here's how I get through it. So I hope this has been useful. I've loved hearing my friends, Amy, Rachel, Emma, Allison, Mary, Kathy, Claire, Christina, Sharon Lee, Kim, Erica, and Leslie. Uh, Amazing women. So good to be able to work on this project and hear all your voices again. And I hope, listeners, that you have enjoyed this episode as much as I've enjoyed putting it together for you. Uh, These women will be back. I have two more episodes coming up with their voices. Uh, One more about the holidays. And then uh, for January 1st, we're going to have a special episode where each of us tells us how they did it. So uh, look forward to that. And I will see you next time. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, all the best to everyone. I am so grateful to be connected with you through this project. All the best. Take good care. I own it, I did that. Not proud, but that was me. And when I face it, I take back a little dignity. Not looking for excuses. I just want to be free from the power weakness had on me In a dark corner is where shame likes to hide We think you're strong just cause you keep it on the side It just stays in wait there to rob you of your pride I take back a little dignity I'm not looking for excuses I just want to be free from power Oh, yes, head on You don't have to shout it out on Main Street to be clear You don't need to whisper to confession there person you should talk to is looking at you in the mirror And the one who matters most can always hear When you say I'm old, I did that Not proud, but that was me 
excuses I just want to be free from the power Oh, you said on me When you said on it, I did that Not proud that that was me And when I face it, I take back a little dignity I'm not looking for excuses I just want to be free from power With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.